what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Yes, 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 yes. I am so excited for this word today. It is called the Wisdom Challenge, and I will tell you it is going to be short, sweet, simple to the point. I just had it on my heart to provide this context today, and I feel like whoever is meant to hear this will be here. So short side note, I was on a consulting call And it was funny, it was with a group of folks that are putting together a documentary series and they're doing a whole, not campaign, but they're doing quite a bit connected to it from a landing page to um, different conversations that's going to be a series format, many different things, right? And so they were working through titles and ways to prepare for the event and the budget and all the details. So in the midst of having this conversation... The comment, which I am quite familiar with and heard quite a bit, came up, which was that common sense is not so common. (laughs) And this is usually said with sarcasm, right? Like, you know, people that knew how to do these things, they would do X, Y, or Z, right? Or most people or people that had common sense would X, Y, or Z. So it was brought up in that context, and I just found it ironic that today I was led to talk about wisdom. (laughs) And wisdom isn't as common as you might think. So I wanted to talk about wisdom and give you some scripture around wisdom to really lay the foundation, but then also give you a practical way to really see how much wisdom you're actually receiving in your life, how much you're actually integrating, and how much you're actually applying. Super important. So then you can also be able to share. Wisdom is part of wealth, right? And you can be able to share the wealth that you do have, okay? So there's some common misconceptions about wisdom. A lot of us think that, you know, you have to only You really only learn wisdom through the school of hard knocks, right? You go through a lot of painful life experiences and that's how you get wisdom. That's not always true. (laughs) That is a way that you can gain wisdom. That's also a way that you can keep making mistakes, right? Where you keep going through hard things and you don't learn the lessons, right? There's also ways that you can glean a lot of wisdom from mentors and from coaches, right? From years of experience, You can work with them and they can pour that into you. So you don't have to take years to learn the same lessons that maybe came through pain. Sometimes you can just read books or you can expose yourself to different things and apply that wisdom. But one of the best ways that everybody I encounter usually doesn't say first is you can ask God for it. (laughs) This is my favorite and it's one that particularly early on in my journey, I did 
all the time, but it is something that I do daily. Like, I don't assume that I'm going to have the the right answer. I don't assume that I'm going to have the knowledge that this situation requires or that I'm going to know exactly what to do when the opportunity presents itself. Instead, I humble myself and I ask for wisdom and God can work with somebody who does that. So let me give you a few different scriptures because sometimes it helps just to have something come to mind or to trigger new thought, right? So James 1.5 is an example of what I just referenced. Here's what it says, and this is a life verse. I encourage you to stand on this verse. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. So a few things from this verse. If you feel like you don't have wisdom, if there's confusion, if you're lacking clarity, if you don't understand how to approach a situation, if you need a strategy, if you need a divine download or idea, if you lack wisdom, any amount of wisdom, ask God. What will God do when you ask him? He will give generously to all without reproach. He's not going to be like, oh man, I can't believe you're coming and asking me for that. He will not do that, right? If you ask God for wisdom, what does it say? It will be given you. He will give you wisdom if you ask for it. But so many times we refuse to ask. We think that we can lean on our own understanding. We can trust in what's happened in the past. Because that happened before, it's going to play out the same way. Not necessarily true, right? But we try to do things through self-helping our way and just navigating in what feels comfortable or what we've seen other people do. And that's not always wise, which is why common sense is not so common. In this case, common sense might be ask God for wisdom. Although that's common sense to somebody that's reading their word, not everybody does it. You would be very surprised if when I'm working with people and even with myself, right? We go to God as a, a last resort versus our, our first resort, right? Versus involving God in all we think, say, and do, we go to God last. Like if we have a problem that we're wrestling with, it's very rare that people have prayed and asked God for help and guidance. But that's where you start. James 1, 5. Okay, James 3, 17, this one is interesting because it breaks down wisdom. It says, but the wisdom from above, okay, so not all wisdom, not worldly wisdom from the school of hard knocks and pain, not wisdom from mentors and, and, you know, experts in different industries, but the wisdom from above, wisdom from God is first pure. It's pure, okay? There's no manipulation. There's no falsehood in it. It's pure then peaceable. So you'll literally feel peace when you start receiving that. Ooh, yeah, like that's, that's it, right? There's a knowing that comes with it. It's gentle. It's open to reason. It's full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. If you really want to take this further, again, this is James 3.17, you can actually look for synonyms for pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, mercy, right? Impartial, sincere. When you look up different words for that, you can really receive new meaning from this verse in general. But it's pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. So there's an evolution to wisdom, okay? You don't just receive it and that's it. There's an application of the wisdom. You integrate it into your life. You practice making wise decisions, right? And operating from wisdom and putting into practice what it is that you've received, right? 
Huge, 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 huge. Okay, and then Proverbs 3, 13 to 18 says this, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from her is better than the gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Whew. Long life is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways of pleasantness and her paths are peace. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. So this is an example. Solomon, right? Wealthy, had all the things, <laughs> sought all the worldly things, right? What he asked God for was not more things. He asked God for wisdom, okay? Proverbs 1.7 says that fear of the Lord, okay? So this fear, this righteous fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So being able to humble yourself before God and ask for wisdom, that is the beginning of knowledge, all right? And then... Ephesians 5, 15 to 17 is a gentle reminder. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We grow in our understanding of what the good, acceptable, and perfect will of the Lord is as we apply the wisdom we receive from the Lord in our lives, okay? So hopefully these are really great reminders about wisdom. You can even do a study on wisdom. So I really wanted to lay that as a foundation so you see where I'm coming from. Now from here, I'm going to give you three practical things that you can do to, again, increase wisdom, <laughs> practice it and integrate it into your life, and then evaluate what you're learning and applying, okay? So number one, if you really want to grow in wisdom, of course you need to ask for that. So make it a daily practice if you don't already to fellowship with the Lord and as part of your prayer, ask for wisdom. And it's got to be from a genuine place in a place of humility, recognizing that this day is a gift. This is the day that the Lord has made and you're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And part of that is humbling yourself before the Lord, honoring him, right? Really seeing through fear of the Lord and seeing him as sovereign, seeing him as just, seeing him as good, as faithful, right? As holy, as the one that's worthy of all praise. And you're going to submit to his wisdom and direction in your life. And you're going to ask him for that so that he'll give it to you for that meeting that you have, for how to show up in your relationship, for how to take care of yourself, for how to uh, make that business decision, whatever it might be, you're going to humble yourself before God daily and ask for wisdom. Whenever you face a challenge or something that feels confusing or you have anxiety about or just have resistance around, that's a sign to ask for wisdom, to just pause and pray and ask for wisdom. So number one is to develop a habit and practice of asking God for wisdom. This could be increasing your quiet time, your devotional time, your fellowship with God. Are you getting in God's presence? Do you have a Bible app and you just read a verse a day? Are you actually seeking the Lord 
and seeking after his heart and spending time in his word? Are you reading the devotional? Are you journaling? Are you praying every day? One of the things that the enemy likes to do is he likes to shut off the flow of wisdom in our life. (laughs) And a really great way to do that is to make sure that we're not spending time with God. We're not reading our word. We're not applying what it says. It's, it's really common that the enemy will do this. So if you are not praying, if you're not spending time with God, that is a sign that that's probably where you can make an adjustment. So number one, check out your devotional time, your time that you spend with God, what you do in the secret place, how much are you talking to God, how much are you seeking God, how much are you listening to God, and how much are you asking God for wisdom. Whatever your practice is, the word says to seek the kingdom first. It also says seek him early. All right, so it's best to go to God before you try to go run your day. Give your day to God and watch what he'll do. So make space to really spend time with God, get in his presence, right? And and really ask for wisdom. Make it a habit to ask for wisdom as often as you need it, knowing that that's not a weakness. The world often likes to train us to hide whatever we might be struggling with or you know, heaven forbid we say that we don't know an answer to something. Well, then just say that. (laughs) Like, bring your weaknesses, bring your cares to God. He does not judge you for that. In fact, he says he shows up strong through that. So make sure that you make that a practice, number one. Number two is create your own wisdom challenge, something that you can track, something that you can grow through. So a really great example of this, I like to study the Proverbs. You can do a proverb a day for all the proverbs. I think, you know, it's over. You could do a 21-day challenge, but there's more than that, right? So you can do a proverb for a day and do a challenge. And if you want to do more than one, that you can. But there's so much wisdom in them. And what I would do with that is I would read each proverb. Read a proverb a day, but read it and break it down. Meditate on the word. Really digest it. And you can look through different versions to really pull from that word what is relevant to you and what God is speaking to you personally through that proverb for that day. And you can journal about your feedback and you can turn that into a prayer. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Let me pull it up here. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Let's just go to Proverbs 1 really quick. All right. Okay, so there are actually. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, just trying to see if I could pull something here for you. But I believe that there's 31. I could be wrong. So you could do a 31 day challenge. But the first one here, Proverbs 1. Just going to do an example. I could just do this first section. Right? Proverbs 1 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So I would turn this into a prayer. I might say something like, Thank you, God, for creating a healthy fear of the Lord in me. Thank you, God, that through this I am growing in knowledge. 
I repent for in any way that I've despised your wisdom and instruction and I open myself to receive whatever you would reveal to me now. Give me wisdom and abundance like you gave to Solomon in Jesus' name, right? So you can start turning different sections, the sections that speak to you, and that's just in the first proverb in one verse within the first proverb, right? So you can pull different sections and challenge yourself to really grow in wisdom, and the proverbs are great for that, okay? So... That's number two, come up with your own challenge. My example is doing a 31-day Proverbs challenge, reading a proverb a day, right? Just literally write it on your calendar, the day that you're going to start, the day that you're going to finish, and that's your challenge. (laughs) You don't need to buy anything else. You can just read a proverb a day, read different versions, turn the pieces that really speak to you into prayers, coming from your heart, right? And journal any revelation or anything that God is speaking to you through his word, okay? Now, the next thing <laughs> that I want to recommend that you do, this is the, the third step here, is make a list of the things that you are learning in this season and the things that you are led to learn, okay? What are the things that you're learning in this season? and the things that you're being led to learn, all right? As you write these things down, it does so much when you can actually visually see this on paper. So with the first one, things that you're learning, okay, that list, next to each one of those things that you jot down, go and find scripture (laughs) that speaks to every one of those things because that can be your anchor, okay, for those things that you're learning. Now, on the other section, and you could just draw like columns for this and then dash, you know, the scripture. Now, for the column that says what you're being led to learn, okay, for that column, write down the next steps or the wisdom that God has given you for those areas. So pray over each one. God, what would you have me know? What wisdom would you give me about this situation? What is my next step? And write that all down because when you see that on paper, it's extremely empowering. A lot of times we just keep things inside and then we don't take any action. We just let that be a mess in our mind or, or make us feel all sorts of emotions, right? And keep us in this place of feeling stuck or resistant. However, that does not have to be our experience. So one of the best ways to do that on a blank sheet of paper, draw a line down the center. On the left side, write down everything that you're learning this season And then beneath what you write down, write scriptures for each thing that you can anchor yourself in to really take hold of that. Memorize those scriptures. Make sure that that word is getting in you, okay? Then on the right side, the things that you're led to learn, pray to God for wisdom about those areas because what that's going to do as well is it's going to give you your own roadmap with God for how he's leading you to approach these things. So before you run to anybody else, you're gonna run to the throne before you go to your phone, okay? Before you go to anybody else for wisdom and guidance, run to God and just be open to receive what he is showing you. And there's no limit to what you can add to these things. If you want, you can even write out a page of notes for each thing that you listed there. You can make a page for each one and keep jotting down what God is showing you. You can even make these notes on your phone. Whatever you gotta do, there's gotta be some way that you're tracking this information. It's incredibly empowering to know that you're progressing, that you're learning, that you're growing. And that can also turn into your gratitude and thanksgiving to God and your praise to God, right? So just to recap here, common sense is not so common. 
just like wisdom is not so common. You'd think that we would just take that as a word, right? Ask God for wisdom and he'll give it to you generously. But we don't always do that. We try to hustle. We try to struggle. We try to, you know, fuss. And that just is silly, right? So we're going to stop that and we're going to stand on the words of wisdom that we see in the word. James 1, 5, again, can be your life verse. But here are the three things that you can do. Number one, commit to a daily practice of asking God for wisdom and fellowshipping with him and getting in his presence. Make sure that if the enemy is trying to take that from you, that you fight back and you carve out space intentionally in your life for that. It's best if you seek him early, whatever early is for you. Usually for me, that's before the day starts and I start running my own thing, right? Number two, come up with your own wisdom challenge so that you're actually challenging yourself to progress and growing in wisdom, okay? So reading all the Proverbs, reading, you know, do a 31-day challenge where you're going to read a proverb a day and really do a deep dive of studying each one and turning them into prayers and really growing and strengthening yourself in wisdom and what the Word says so that you can actually be building something, okay? And then number three is to actually document what you're learning in this season to make this really personal and practical for you, and then what God is leading you to learn, or what you're being led to learn, how you're being led to grow, what you need more in wisdom and knowledge in in this season, trusting that God will give it to you, and he will guide you to the places and the people to receive whatever it is, right, that you need. Okay, so this is helping you practice what the word says. So it helps you grow, right? We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So as we renew our mind by exposing ourselves to the word of God and letting it get in us and transform us from the inside out, we're growing or being transformed. So you're growing, you're practicing integrating wisdom into your life, and then you're tracking your progress so that you can see how you're growing spiritually. All right. So this is my wisdom challenge for you. I told you I would keep it short, sweet, simple to the point. Common sense isn't so common, but wisdom can be very common. This could be what you stand on. This can be how you build your life. And I want to encourage you on today to do so. All right, that is what I got for you today, guys. If you want to connect, be sure to visit julianapage.com. And exciting news, I have two books coming out. They will be out by this time next week. I could not be more excited. I've worked really, really hard to package these and to prepare them and just pour my heart and soul into them and really get out of the way and let Holy Spirit just go to work. But they're called stepping into royalty, and then also rule and reign the Faith Walker Manual. They're both totally different books. One of them is more of a manifesto, the stepping into royalty, where I use a lot of scripture and storytelling to break down some otherwise difficult concepts, right? So I, I show you how I've applied wisdom. And then the rule and reign training manual is what I wish I would have had in my hands to really apply so many different aspects of our, our faith walk, right? So I'm going to be doing a lot of fun things with these books, but if you want to get your hands on them, stay tuned. I will be sharing more details, but the quickest way to do it is make sure that you go to julianapage.com, fill out the little pop-up, and you'll get a free daily five download, and that will also connect you to my newsletter. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. Stay blessed.